Hi, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Create Magic Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today because this topic is so near and dear to my heart. It comes up with almost every one of my clients or all of my like creative, um, you know, roadmap sessions that I did this year. All of the creatives usually that I talk to, most of them talk about, you know, like, what am I, who am I to show up? Who am I to make money? Who am I to put my work out there? So today we're going to be talking about selling and the energetics of it, because that's the lens through which I view the world. And while there's like every kind of info you could want out there on making money and how to make money and how to make this much a month and how to price your art or how to price your work or all the things, that's not what I want to talk about. And while there is so much also available on you know the trauma of our lions and our women and our ancestors and you know racism and misogyny and patriarchy and all that that informs how we view money and businesses and all the things i also recognize and validate all of that it also is not what i want to talk about today specifically today specifically i want to talk about a couple things and that's desire specific specifically desires and selling and the sisterhood wound And we're going to talk about those two things in relation to selling. And I hope that these like give you some ahas and some new ways to think about them, some things and some ways that like liberate your energy and your body and your work. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Desires in general, we have this thing where we either are like jealous and we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about jealousy, but jealous of someone and what they're making. We think we can't have what we want. We think we want something and then we feel bad that it's not there or we feel shame around wanting it or we feel like we're never going to get what we want and so we feel bad. And then we numb out, we don't show up, we have all these, you know, fearful things instead of having the idea and this I know to be true and I will explain why. We are built to desire, we are built to want. It gets physically built into our bodies and that those actually are keys and they are gold and they are what we should be following. And when we don't have shame around them and when we can move around the fear of what if it doesn't happen and when we can let go of those stories that your desires are wrong, then there's no need to make them there's no need to feel bad about having your desires because you understand that you can just freely move towards them, right? So I want to just give this because I, I always teach and whatever, like through my human design and line three, like the way I learn things is through my body, the way I, I understand things. I take in a lot of information. I love books. I love information. I love coaching programs. I love all the things. But the way that I learn is kinesthetic through my body, through things happening to me. And last May, I had an injury specifically where I lost my ability to feel hunger. I lost my ability to have any kind of like um, intimacy or desire. I lost my ability to feel in a lot of ways. Like my core, there was, it was just gone. There was nothing, it was like lights out. And it was such a weird feeling. Not only like, what if I never get it back? But for the understanding, and I will never forget feeling hunger that first time when it started to heal over a roast chicken that was in my kitchen and the feeling of desire for something and I almost didn't want to eat because that feeling of wanting something was so amazing to feel want for something to desire something to have hunger for something 
And we live in a very instant gratification time. And we live in a very sensory overload time. And we also live in a time where desire is made wrong, right? Like, don't be too loud. Don't be too sexy. Don't be too uh, successful. Don't be too, you know, whatever. We all have our particular programming of how we were young and how we had desires and how we lived in our body and how we were very in our body and free until we learned not to be. We all have that particular programming. I don't know what yours is, but I'm very clear on what mine is. And to have desire and hunger and the ability to want something taken and then have it gifted back was one of the most spiritual, powerful experiences of my life. Uh, and the recording's at 444 as I said that. Because I, it, it gave me a trust of my body and of desire that I never could have had through my mind. I never could have had through somebody explaining to me that the things that I want are okay. That I never could have had somebody explain that the reason people feel, you know, we're, we're so afraid of being gluttonous and don't overeat. It's not too, like, don't have too much. Don't desire too much. Don't take in too much. But I honestly think that that gluttony comes from trying to like feed what if it runs out or what if there's not enough for me or what if I can't have more so I've got to have this right now or I don't trust that there's more. Like if you had had everything given to you that you wanted and you knew that it was okay that you wanted it, you would be able to stop because you would understand that, okay, this is what I wanted. Now that want is satisfied. I will have another want and then I can satisfy that one. But there's no emotion around it. There's no shame around it. There's no mistrust of your body and your want and your desire for things in life around it. And it's the mistrust of ourselves. It's the, the, the mistrust of our desires, the mistrust of what we want, what we deeply want, right? Not even we have like surface level wants, whatever, like some of those things, again, from our coping mechanisms or programming, like might not always be the best choice. But like for this particular conversation, I want to talk about your soul wants. I want to talk about the ones that like make you cry when you think about not having them, when it's the life that you want. And then when you think about not having that life, oh God, it hurts to think about not having that life, to be not that person. What if I don't get the life that I want? That hunger, that desire is built in you. It's a part of you. And you were designed that way. We were designed that way. Because it's how we evolve. It's how we move to the next level. It's those those things that we want that like kind of push us into trying new things and into being challenged and into being willing to like step up to the plate to figure out who you're going to be when you move through that. But we mistrust that we can have it. We mistrust that we should want it. Right? We mistrust who am I to have the thing? Who am I to want the thing? Who am I to ask for money in exchange for the thing? We apologize for our existence. When you feel bad about asking for money and being supported by money, you are apologizing for your existence. You live in a world where money is required to eat. Money is required to have a home. Money is required to drive a car money is required for everything and you can help more people you can uplift more people you can support more people more charities more organizations all the things with more money but we apologize for it we, we want to make ourselves smaller i don't really want that i don't really need that i'm not i'm not really here you are here to live 
You are here to eat. You are here to have a home. You are here to be loved. You are here to be safe. Every human being, I believe, deserves that 100%. And there are systems and things in place that stack against certain people from having that and that stack in our views against what we can have and how we can have it and all of the things. But I would tell you, over the last few years, I've spent money and time and my energy and attention and all of these coaching programs and these coaching spaces and the thing that I have seen is all of these usually women because that's like the, this the circle that I'm in and lately more people sharing about you know men and, and all that but for this conversation the, the women and the female identifying humans that I have seen in these spaces are waking up to the fact that they want something and what they want is bigger than what we have been told we can have and it's so clear that all of these women what they want they're not asking for I mean like you know there's there are things where we talk people talk about money or hitting numbers or like money per month or whatever but most of them in there are talking about they want personal power they want freedom they want love they want the ability to choose they want the ability of choice in their life they want to desire something and be the ones that give it to themselves they want all of these beautiful things and they're claiming it and so these coaching spaces aren't even so much about and there's like a lot of strategy and a lot of things but they're like there's spaces for humans to show up and say i want this god i want this i'm claiming this i want this we're right we're, we're breaking it down in these spaces for people to actually claim what they desire to be able to speak out loud what they want even if it feels like she has the audacity to want what like how could you want that how could you want that when so many people don't have that? How could you want that when all the things, right? We're so good at shaming each other. And this is where this I want to lean into this second part because there's two ways that this works. And I understand that there are like we're taught in multiple ways to cut other people down. We're, we're taught in multiple ways to fear and cut other people down. But there's a very particular way that women are taught to cut each other down. To not only shame other women for what they want for their sensuality for their sexuality for being too loud for stepping out of that box for making too much money for wanting too many things for having for whatever right in the in the idea that those women are unsafe those women are dangerous those women have something we want if that woman has it and then i have to look at my life and all the things that i don't have in the way that i'm putting myself in a box then that kills me so i'd rather blame her or shame her but now I want to talk about the ways that we do it to ourselves. That sister wound. I can't share her work because there's not enough for me. I can't sell my work because she's already doing it and it's too similar. Why is she making money and I can't? Why is that person having it and I can't? Why is this woman, this woman has the thing and she's talking about the money and she's talking about the months and she's talking about selling it. I can't do that. And we're taught in this very particular way to compete right she looks better in the bathing suit her stomach's flatter than mine she has the boyfriend that looks at her like this it whatever it is in every arena magazines movies social media that instagram highlight life that people are you know kind of moving away from but like in general there's this subtle art of competition between women that sisterhood wound and it works very particular in a way where it keeps women from making money. It keeps women from selling their shit. It keeps women from showing up and using their voice. And that pisses me off. 
that makes me so mad because these spaces that I have seen is like celebrating other women and I will I will like I will tell you straight up I used to be just like that and have all those thoughts and I used to be in all these spaces and be like I can't show up I'm not at that level nobody will you know want to hear what I have to say or why did like all of these thoughts and it's not even just like now like I can think back to being in oh god I don't even know sixth grade I think I want to say and it was a brand new school and I'll never forget sitting at the like sitting at this table god I remember what the girl looks like blonde and glasses I will never forget and I remember I will never forget the other girl the two girls that were like the popular girls and I was new and um they were making fun of her and there was this choice like right they looked at me I was new and they gave me the option to join in to making fun of her had something to do you know she rode horses and looked like horse and all the things like I will never forget making the choice looking back like which which side right like am I going to be one of those girls and I wasn't and they remained like the popular girls through high school and I, I was not but I made a choice that I was like I'm not buying into this but even later on like it's something that follows us right we hear that it's hard to make friends like just all the things because we're taught this like competition we're taught to we're so good at picking each other apart we're so good at picking ourselves apart before we start we're so good at that who who else would need to keep us in line we keep each other in line so well we keep ourselves in line in small boxes so well by shaming other women by knocking them down the sisterhood wound when we celebrate what is possible through other women, it becomes possible for us. When we stop apologizing for selling, when we stop apologizing for existing, when we stop apologizing for our desire, when we stop apologizing for the things that we want, when we stop apologizing for our body, when we stop apologizing for self-expression, we are celebrated by those who are already doing so and we lift up the ones that want to. It's this greater chain. But you have to go first. You have to put yourself in these spaces where people are doing, humans are doing the things that you want. And you have to show up and say very humbly, I'm not there yet, but I am so happy for you. And thank you for the inspiration today. Thank you. I'm going to celebrate you. Because when it's your turn, when it's your turn, don't you want to be celebrated? Don't you want community? Don't you want camaraderie? And when it's hard and when it hurts, don't you want people to really see you? Don't you want people to really hold you? And I understand that I started... (laughs) I understand that I started this off talking about money and talking about selling, but it's all the freaking same thing. It's all the freaking same thing. If you're showing up and you're apologizing for selling something and there's no knowledge that what you are offering has value because you created it and because of whatever it is like because it helps people or it creates beauty or like whatever it is behind your product that offers value into the world or it's your energy it's your space it's your i don't know your ability your ability to hold space for people it doesn't really matter whatever it is you're exchanging for money when you're apologizing for it you're apologizing for your desires you're apologizing for your existence you're apologizing for the space that you take up don't do that don't do that don't apologize you are brilliant and you have so much to offer and you deserve an exchange that is equivalent 
right? That's to support you, to support the body that makes the things, to support the body that holds the space, to support the body that does all of the things. You deserve that. We don't apologize for that here. And if it doesn't sell, if you show up and you and you do the things and you put it out there and it doesn't sell, I've had paintings that take over a year to sell. And so then we want to look at your beliefs behind, right? Your beliefs and your energetic behind, like, who is it meant for? Do you believe you're just, like, putting stuff out into a void? Or do you believe in connection? Do you believe in community? Do you believe that what you have is meant for somebody on the other side? And so it's okay if it doesn't happen today. It's okay if it doesn't happen tomorrow you're still going to have more creativity because that's obviously like what we're talking about here, but you can apply it to whatever realm you're wanting to. You are the thing that generates more. You are the thing. You are the prize. You are the abundance. You are the source. You are the energy that turns into the products that you sell, that turns into the business, that turns into the thing. And you can always create something new. You are always going to have new ideas. We don't hold back our best because then you're not making room for something else new to come through. Give your best. Give your highest celebration. Give your give your deepest love that you're available for now. Empty yourself so completely out in offering to the world and watch as your capacity to receive and to be filled more increases exponentially. When you are holding back, it's like you have a cup that's full of water. You can't like put anything else into it there's no room we want your best ideas we want your celebrations of other people we want you to share what they make we want you to realize that this competition who is it serving this tearing down of other people who does it serve it's not you and it's not other people it's not other people you want connections with and collaboration with and success with and to change the world with to hold hands with to uplift You can't do that from a space of competition and from tearing each other down and from tearing your desires down, from making them wrong. And so it's okay to have a desire and I mean, I think we learn through some of the ones that they're not fulfilled, right? We learn through closed doors. (laughs) We learn through wanting those things that maybe aren't the best for us. We, We then maybe learn what a deeper soul desire is or we learn resilience, we learn strength, we learn that like piece of strategy that you might actually need in action to create what it is that you want but that doesn't mean that your desire itself for the thing was wrong it just means that it might have unfolded in a funky way and what are the gifts there and how do you move forward and what did that make you want even more if it didn't work do you still want it do you want it more do you want the thing like even deeper if it didn't work or is it the thing where the door closes in your face and it slams and it pinches your nose or it slams on your fingers and it tears out your heart and you go afterward in hindsight thank you because it opened the door for something you want more or for something that didn't hurt you or for something that was better but the thing that you wanted in the first place was never wrong it was just something that you wanted and if what you want isn't wrong and what you want it you are capable of creating because you are a powerful brilliant human designed to want things designed to evolve designed to move in the world designed to have experiences then there's no shame around that there's no fear around that there's no like 
there's no pain around waiting, right? There's no pain around maybe I won't get the thing I want. You can have what you want. And I talked a little bit in the receiving video around like understanding a concept in your mind and understanding a concept in your body. And if you feel shame around the things that you want and you feel shame around things that other people have or jealousy around things that other people have. And honestly, I think jealousy and judgment are such good things. Like they're such gifts. I taught a whole class on on judgment and why I actually think judgment's a good thing. <clears throat> and jealousy points you towards the direction of what you actually want. But I think if you are making the things that look at the, so look at the way in your daily life already how do you feel about the things that you want like let's break it down into smaller pieces right if your giant life goal soul desires money selling clients engagement the giant business feel like oh god and they're stretching your nervous system and your body to capacity and you're having that shame and fear around it well, let's back way up let's come back to the body and back way up how do you feel about food how do you feel about the things that you want? When somebody asks you, in a re- like, what do you want for dinner? And you know the thing that you want, <laughs> but you say, I don't know, what do you want? <laughs> Instead of saying the thing that you want. <laughs> or if you want, like, if you want the ice cream and you're, like, beating yourself up because you want the ice cream. Oh my god, I'm a bad person. Oh my god, it'll ruin my workout. Oh my god, I had the thing. Oh my god, I want the thing. If you have a desire towards a person or a partner or something that you know, you know, is like not necessarily the best thing for you, but you you can't help it. That's just the person that you want. Like, are you shaming yourself for all these things? And let's separate that feeling out from doing the thing, from having the thing. I want to separate that out. So I'm going to come back to, in, I'm going to just going to use this as an example, but like you can apply it to whatever you want. I'm going to come back to the ice cream thing. You can look at it and you can want it without having it. Like how long can you actually sit in the desire of wanting the ice cream without needing to fulfill it, without needing to have it, without needing to like plug the desire so that it goes away to feel better? I don't want to sit in desire because it's uncomfortable. I need to, I need to eat the thing. I need to do the thing so that I can feel better. Like, what if it was just okay to want it and not have it? What if it was okay to just look at it and experience the desire for something and have that be it? Like, have it just be okay that you want something. It's okay that you want. It's okay. Like, let, nobody else is going to give you a permission slip nobody else is going to hand you a permission slip and be like it's okay to want the things that you want in life it's okay to want this business it's okay to want this money it's okay to want to make this a year it's okay to want a partner it's okay to like nobody is going to walk up to you and say you can have all these things you are the one that decides i don't need a permission slip i give it to myself i want what i want what i want because i want it because i want it now, does that mean you have to go fulfill every desire, surface every every desire that you want? No. That's where we use our adult discretion and thinking and, like, you know, break it down to <laughs> what might be good choices and what might be bad. But whatever you want, just because you want that ice cream, it's just the fact that you want it. Now, whether or not, like, then you can start looking at, okay, did I not eat dinner? Am I taking care of myself? 
you know, is this just something I want to bite of because I want to enjoy something? And here is another thing that I would tell you about surface level versus soul desires. I think we jump and want and gorge and gluttony on these surface level ones because we don't let ourselves want the life ones, the soul ones, the big ones. So it's so much easier to just be like, I'm going to fill it up with ice cream. I'm going to fill it up with Netflix. I'm going to fill it up with whatever and numb it out. Because those big ones, those soul ones, those want ones, they can hurt. They can make you really look at where you are and how far you feel from from what you know you are capable of. And that can hurt. That can hurt. But for me, for me, I would so much rather feel it and risk it and show up for it and stand for it. Stand for the the part where it works out where I get to have that because I'm alive here for like two seconds <laughs> if I get a hundred years that's barely anything and how many of those years am I really gonna have to go after what I want so I'm gonna go because I would rather feel that than like stuff it full of things that don't actually satisfy me so you have to also be willing to look at like what do you actually want And if you want sales, if you want people to buy from you, are you telling yourself, are you apologizing for the fact that you want that? I want people to buy from me. I want money. I want to sell my things. I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want to be in the world. I want to offer things. I want to have a business. I want to make money. I want to take up space. Not like in the superficial, I want this many things a month and this, I want this status and I want this whatever, right? Like, what's your energy behind it? I want the bag because it stands for beauty and luxury and I've never had one and I want one, damn it. Like, that's a totally different energy behind, like, surface level desire of what you want behind it. Like, you you energetically want to be seen and validated and loved and have people love what you make and, like, you want people to be lining up for the things that you make and you want people to be excited and in love with what you make. They should be. I hope you are. Are you? And in that place, like, you don't have to apologize for it because what you are offering, what you are creating, what you are making, what you are building is so beautiful. Of course you want this. I want this. You're so allowed to want and you're so allowed to sell and you're so allowed to take up space. But what's the energy behind it? What's your body doing behind it? What are your thoughts on other people doing it? And if you're comparing yourself to other people and taking yourself out of the arena because you're comparing yourself to other people and tearing other people down. I mean, you can probably get there. There's people that make money all kinds of ways. But like, is that what you want? Is that your true desire? Come back to what do you want? How do you want it to be? How do you want to feel when you're doing it? Like, what's your desire for what you want to make? For what you want to build? For that alchemical alchemy that reaction of when people spend money with you what do you want them to feel before they even get the thing before they even get the product before they even get like whatever what do you want them to feel do you feel that do you do you have that energy embedded into your products into your business into your life and how do you feel when you buy how do you feel when you spend money how do you feel when you want something when you desire something Are you letting yourself, like, I desire this house, I desire to pay my rent, I desire to pay my mortgage, I desire to pay my food bill, I desire to take up space, I desire to spend with this 
energy of power and trust and love and gratitude. And when those pockets of uncomfortability come up, and we talked about this more in the receiving episode, but like when those pockets of fear come up and panic come up and what if I can't have it and what if it doesn't show up? That's okay. Come back to the thing that you want. Like it, it might not. It, it, the door might close on your nose. But will you still want it? Will you still go for it? Will it teach you something? Still okay to want it? Still okay to show up? Still okay to try? Still okay to go? Do you still want it? Even if there's a chance it might not work out? And that's the same thing. If you're selling and it's not flying off the shelves, do you still want to sell? Do you still want to have a business? Do you still want to show up and make things? Do you still want to be a part of communities of women that are like, you know bam, I made this much, and bam, this is happening for me, and bam, like, do you see them as possibility or competition? Do you see them as inspiration or people that just mean that you can't have it too? What do you want? What do you want when it's not working? What do you want when you, you when it's, when you want it, but you're not going to necessarily get it instantly, right? What do you want when it's like, I want the ice cream, I want the chocolate, but I'm just going to let myself enjoy wanting. I'm just going to let myself enjoy for a minute that I'm a human being that's alive that wants something that I can feel this feeling and that I'm going to feel moved to take an action I'm going to feel moved in one direction and I'm going to trust that direction that I'm being called to move in I'm going to trust that the actions that I'm taking add up and build up and there's you know courses you can take in selling and lessons you can take in copy and all of the things strategy But for me, first and foremost, before I look at my strategy, before I look at the things that I'm doing, I have to come back to body. I have to come back to energy. I have to come back to heart. I have to come back to what's behind it. And I want to liberate as many women and humans as I can so that they understand that their desires are sacred, that they are body built in your soul desires. They're in there. And they're a part of you, which makes them perfect. They're a part of you. And that it's okay to get doors slammed in your faces. And it's okay that it doesn't work out. And it's okay that we fall flat on our faces sometimes and don't get what we want. Because it shows us what we actually truly do want and what we don't. But we have to be willing to look for the gifts. And that the sisterhood wound keeps us small and keeps us from selling and keeps us from celebrating and keeps us from uplifting other people and keeps us from it keeps us from making money don't let it keep you from making money you get to make money you get to desire money you get to desire to sell so for the creatives for my creatives that are not selling that are unsure about selling that feel like they cannot charge what they want that feel like they cannot make what they want that feel like they cannot speak what they want that feel like they cannot have what they want you can have what you want and let yourself celebrate putting it out there let yourself celebrate other women that are doing the thing that you want let yourself celebrate that you desired something, that you showed up for something, that you felt something, that you wanted something, that you were a human that was alive, that wanted something. Let yourself celebrate every time it works, every sale, every connection, 
and then think about how as like a spider web or a web it's not like you make the thing and you send it out and that goes away there's a person whose life whose life you touched and you are expanding that web of light and they are expanding that web of light and then maybe somebody sees your thing or you share somebody's thing and it was made like meant for that soul person that needed it right like we are we are a connected web we are not doing this alone we do not want to do this alone you do not want to do this alone the very act of selling means that there's a human being on the other side of it that exchanges with you, exchanges energy, exchanges intention, exchanges time, exchanges money. It's an exchange. You cannot do this alone. Selling is not an act of alone. It's an act of together. That is why it is sacred. Because it's an exchange between you and another human. And we build that web. And so we celebrate each other and we uplift each other because there's room for everybody. There's room for every creative. There's room for every, 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 every artist that wants this. I don't want you to apologize anymore. I just want you to celebrate and show up and offer. And don't discount the power of one, right? Don't discount the power of one person interacting, one sale, one person that was affected by you, one person whose life was changed by what you say. Because we are a web and we are connected and it moves forward, it pulls forward. There's more after that. It compounds, it gets exponential. We work together, we help each other. And selling is such a sacred thing to do. I hope, I hope that this helps somebody that feels like they can't show up or they can't ask for money or they can't sell the thing that they want. Life's too short. I want to see what you make. I want to see the things that you want to put into the world. Whew. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> 33 minutes later. That was a little bit of a rant. However, like I said, near and so dear to my heart. Passion behind that one as a woman, as a business owner, as a mama, as all of the things. I am sending you so much love and so much respect for your artistic self-expression in life and for the way that you continue to show up and make this life the one you have always wanted. Let's make magic. Mm-hmm.